Hello, and welcome to our third podcast titled IV Contrast Basics for Coronary CTAs, sponsored by the SCCT Technologist Committee. I am your host, David Kay, and I am pleased to have with me today Carolyn Lowry. Carolyn is also on the SCCT Technologist Committee. Carolyn, welcome. Thank you so much, David, and thank you for having me. What type of facility do you work in? I have actually been a technologist for over 30 years and at my site for 29, and I work in a large teaching hospital that stays very busy. Great. It sounds like at your, from our brief conversations we've had in the past, it sounds like you, your volume of cardiac CTs seems to be increasing as the, as the months go on here. David, that is true. Our numbers are increasing. Insurance companies are covering more so. We're actually seeing our numbers increase as far as patients and referral patients coming into us. Outstanding. Good news. All right. Well, why don't we just begin with some, try to cover, I have just a half dozen questions that are frequently asked at the annual SCCT meeting. And a lot of these answers you can get right on the SCCT website under the guidelines. But let's just start with iodine concentration. What iodine concentration agents are preferred for cardiac CT at your site anyways, Carolyn? Right now, we're using the Isoview 370 with a higher concentration. Outstanding. I know I use at our site, and we're, we're at MHI at Abbott Northwestern in Minneapolis, and we use the Omnipec 350, higher concentration. We do use a contrast warmer, and I'm not sure if you guys warm your contrast at all. At this point in time, we are not. We're just okay. kind of using a room temperature. We do have warmers that are actually on the injectors that we can put the little warmer thing on it, but it depends sure. on the vendor. But you're having you're having good luck with you're not having many infiltrates and things like um, this. No, sir. Good, outstanding. Can you tell us? I do like that 350 and 370 iodine concentration. One thing we try to strive at our place is a Collinsfield unit in the distal right of three to four hundred. That's how we like. We know we did an adequate job of timing. Do you agree with this? Is this what you look forward to at your site? I definitely do because we look at, as you said, the Hounsfields, you know, within the heart that actually gives that you're going to have good opacification in your post-processing, right. which has made a difference as well. Excellent. Outstanding. And, you know, while we're on the subject, what injection rates are typically used at your site, Carolyn? Right now, our injection rates, I would say on average, is six or seven mLs a second. But with our patients that have the higher BMI, we are actually using an 8 mL injection rate, which has made a big difference in our image quality on our larger patients. Good for you. That's great. I think when I do typically go to a site at times to, to see how they're doing, oftentimes they're not going over five mils a second. So I'm glad to hear you using, you're starting at six at times and going up to seven, eight, eight and a half for the larger patients, which is, I'm seeing more and more of. So that's great. Is it true, Carolyn, that the total amount of IV contrast should be based on the scan duration, including the bolus chaser at the end of saline? Yes, we're actually doing that as well. So, you know, you can actually see how long your acquisition is going to be for your scan. And 
We try to make sure that we have the amount of contrast for the injection rate to be able to cover that and chasing it with a saline chaser. Outstanding. I know at our site, and we, we run the flash and the force from Siemens, and typically our scan durations are, or not our scan durations, but our injection durations are around 16 seconds. We pad it a little bit for any unseen circumstances that happen. And for the flash, we'll go typically around 18 second injection duration. But that said, we do use the dual head injectors. We prefer those. Is that true at your site? Do you have a single head or do you have a dual head injector? We use the dual head injector with the saline push. Basically, our injection rates are either biphasic or triphasic, depending on what we're using. But that's obviously dependent upon the vendor. Some vendors you can use biphasic because you have contrast that will be mixing um, right. that with the saline. And for sites that are not able to do that, then we use a triphasic, which will give you the contrast contrast saline. Correct. And of course, the triphasic is helpful if you're looking at both sides of the heart, looking at different valves, things like this. Also, one note, if you are looking at valves, so just going away from a coronary CT of it, and you are looking at valves, particular valve protocol, special note, you wouldn't have to inject, and I think you'll agree, you wouldn't have to eject at 6 cc's a second and 7 cc's because the structures are not as small as the coronaries. So they're larger structures. That's where a 5 cc or a 4 cc a second would work. Would you agree? I definitely agree. Right now for our valve protocols, we're actually using a 5ml injection rate and go ahead and use the saline. So we're basically using a biphasic for those and they seem have come out very well. Great. Outstanding. So one of one of the final questions or two here on this podcast is a big one that I get quite often and that's how do you trigger your scans? Do you use a test bolus? Do you use smart prep, bolus tracking? I know at your site from our conversations, you have several different vendors, CT scanners. How would you answer that? How does a technologist, how does a site determine what's the best approach for their particular scanner and patient? Uh- I think it depends on, obviously, the individual site and it's site-specific, but I think if you're just starting out, it would be a good idea to listen to your apps person to give you some of a basis of where to go. Right now on our scanners, some of our scanners, we are actually using a test bolus, but then with our other vendor, we're actually taught to use a smart prep. And I think it really depends upon the vendor and site-specific exactly what you're looking for. And sometimes patients make a big difference depending on the patient's makeup or the disease processes maybe that they have. Right. And I know earlier we spoke, you talked about cardiac output. And on, on some scanners, it's a little bit more difficult to gauge the timing. Overall, though, is there one approach that's easier than the other? And I, I'd, I'd like to answer that as well after you. Okay. I will have to say because we're used to using a test bolus. So we find the test bolus is very reliable at our site because we give a very low dose for a test bolus. We only give like 15 mLs of 
contrast and maybe 20 mLs of saline. So we get a point of a peak where the hound stills are exactly as we had talked about previously. It helps with patients that have EF problems. So we kind of have an idea of what our diagnostic or prep delay should actually be. Okay. And I've heard that before, that it does dial you in a little bit more on the timing. So what are y'all using, David? We are using at our site more bolus tracking. We probably 99% of what we do, we, we bolus track. And it goes against what what we are taught by applications at the time, but we seem to have it down. It's a little bit more, the advantages are potential reduce, we, the reduction in contrast by eliminating the test bolus. Mm-hmm. However, it does add a little bit of complexity to the scan. But once you figure out the venous to artery delay and what you add in, it works pretty, really reliable. So we're really happy with that. It sounds like some tips you might need to say. I mean, share one day. That would be great. Yes. And maybe we can talk about that more, maybe the next podcast. We might be able to expand on bolus tracking versus test bolus. I think that would be a wonderful topic. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. Well, I think we're going to conclude this podcast, IV Contrast Basics for Coronary CTAs. And both uh, Carolyn and I look forward to meeting again shortly for the next podcast. Thank you very much and so long. 